I was beginning to wonder if you got my message. I retransmitted it to Coruscant, as just as you requested, Master. Then we decided to come and rescue you. Good job. <laughs> Man, these are going to get worse and worse as we go now that we're quoting things. So, hello and <laughs> welcome to Farthest Galaxy, a Star Wars podcast. Where the goddamn are my notes? There we go. I'm your local scruffy-looking nerf herder, Hunter, and I'm joined... Hunter, oh, why did I do that? Hunter, and I'm joined, by, as always, by Jedi Master Alex. Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. This week we are obviously covering, uh, you know, Attack of the Clones. First Hayden Christensen, man. Woo-woo-woo! Hey, man. Not nearly as bad as people give him flack for. No, I actually, on the Instagram post that I made while finishing up the movie, I went, it's not as bad as you think, but it's not that much better. <laughs> no. I think it, it, people definitely remember it for being way worse, though. Yeah, people give it a lot of shit, but honestly, it's not that bad. There's a couple scenes that I was just like, we should just cut this out. Like, why mm -hmm. is this here? And then if there we shouldn't just be condensed in the movie. it. We just condensed it. What a phenomenal thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might have to move it up in my rankings. I don't know how by how much, but I'm going to double check that near the end of the show. Uh, so, I, I didn't get to talk about it last time, but I do want to mention it. Uh, I did think, again, it was funny watching Darth Maul ragdoll as he fell down the pit. <laughs> when it he is gets fun. Cut, when he gets bisected and he does his <laughs> little match. Now. He just fucking yeah. goes. He just, he's gone. Yeah. So I liked it. Do you have any opening thoughts on uh, like opening statements on Attack of the Clones before we get into the crawl? Uh, no, it's a pretty uh, lengthy movie. I think that we could just kind of talk about it as we go through it. I, I will say that, again, I don't think it's as bad as people give it flack for. Mm -hmm. And I, I think there's a lot to enjoy about this movie. I think there's a lot to not enjoy about this movie. But I think there's a lot to enjoy about this movie. Oh, for sure. I totally agree with you. Like, There's a lot of like, oh, that's not as bad as you think. But then there's some where it's like, why? Why is this here? What are you doing? Oh, no, yeah. George. There's no underwear in space, George. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, no underwear, no rules. <laughs> All right, so without further ado, let's get on to the crawl. <clears throat> there is unrest in the Galactic Senate. Several thousand solar systems have declared their intentions to leave the Republic. The Separatist movement, under the leadership of the mysterious Count Dooku, have made it difficult for the limited number of Jedi Knights to maintain peace and order in the galaxy. Senator Amidala, the former Queen of Naboo, is returning to the Galactic Senate to vote on a critical issue of creating an army of the Republic to insist the overwhelmed Jedi. Yes. No abridged, because I was not um, <clears throat> under the influence. Fair enough. <laughs> we could always refilm the uh, just the crawl and post it up as a separate like little one minute thing. I don't think anyone will care. <laughs> Phantom Menace is a very special movie for a lot of people. Yeah, so we made it special. <laughs> so, opening crawl done. First talking point. Yes. Let's get it. Let's get into this movie, bro. <laughs> All right. So, a decade after the events of The Phantom Menace, the Galactic Republic is in crisis. A separatist movement led by former Jedi Master Count Dooku, alias the Sith Lord Darth Tyrannus, which they don't know about, is threatening the, pre the is threatening the peace, causing the Galactic Senate to debate a military creation. A military creation act to form a standing army for the Republic's protection. The clones. Senator Padme... Yeah, the clones. But they don't know that yet either. Senator Padme Amidala, former queen of Naboo, returns to Coruscant to vote against the act, even though there are no longer enough Jedi to maintain peace and justice in the galaxy. Upon her arrival in Coruscant, she narrowly escapes an assassination attempt. I guess there was no danger after all. Boom! <laughs> that claims the life of her decoy, uh, decoy Corday. Kira Knightley, no. Uh... As a result, Supreme Chancellor Sheev Palpatine Sheev! Re yeah, Chad. requests we that Chad, Jedi Knight, yes, Chad Palpatine, <laughs> requests that Jedi Knight Obi Wan Kenobi and his apprentice Anakin Skywalker protect her. 
So that's kind of the setup of the movie. Yeah, the whole ass beginning. They just land and all of a sudden, explosion. This movie opens up pretty, like, consistently quick, just like uh, the first one did. It opens up with, like, oh, what's going on here? What are we doing? And then it's, like, super slow. So. <laughs> and they, get, bl- they blame um, the attack on Padme on the disgruntled spice miners of Naboo. <laughs> but it's definitely. It's not, though. We know it's not. It's, it's definitely not, though. No, it's totally Palpatine. Yeah, and he's like. Totally disgruntled space spice miners, not me, I swear. It's it's not my fault, I promise. It's not my fault, I'm a Chad, apologies. I'm a good guy. (laughs) Yeah, and there was no danger at all until ten seconds later when there's danger. Not even. (laughs) Until there's danger and everything explodes. And then literally there's more danger in the next scene. (laughs) Yeah, it's just nonstop danger for these folks. Yeah, at least for at least for the first like maybe thirty five minutes there's like nonstop danger and then all of a sudden it's like Let's do the romance scene. Well, this is a rom-com, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it, so. It's uh, it's the first time that uh, Anakin and Padme see each other since The Phantom Menace. And yeah, ten years, he, he, man. He keeps giving her the sexy eyes, and she's like, please stop doing that. That's false. She's <laughs> into it the whole time. <laughs> well, she she doesn't say that at first, though. At first, she's like, stop looking at me like that. Oh, it no, it's, a, it's a, not Jimmy Schmitz. It's um, Captain Panaka. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's the one who's like, oh, man, you should watch out for her. She's got something going on. <laughs> Is it the same character? Because they look very different between the two movies. Yeah, but it's the, it's. the I think it's the same guy, though. I think they just hired a new actor. Captain Panaka. I thought it was him. He's got the eye patch in this one. Yeah, no, the this guy with the eye patch is Captain Gregor Typho. Oh, Typho. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> the rapping guy we like is Governor C.O. Bibble. <laughs> Dude, that's a fucking rap name if I ever heard one. That's awesome. <laughs> Invasion. They call me C.O. C.O. Bibble. <laughs> S.I.O. Bibble. Wow. <laughs> that's fucking that's awesome. great. So that night, the assassin Zam Wessel makes an, another attempt at Amidala's life. Though the Jedi are able to foil her plot, they pursue through her through the galactic city of Coruscant, eventually disarming her in Outlander Club. Like, literally disarming her. Upon being questioned by Obi-Wan and Anakin outside the bar, she is killed by a saber dart fired from a mysterious man as Jango. Before the Jedi can learn the name of her employer, also Jango. Yep. Yeah, so, so that's this scene, is like uh, a whole big action sequence with the cars where Anakin just straight up steals a car. Yeah, there's a lot to go over here, actually. I, I, yeah. I have some notes. Yeah, for sure. I got uh, I got Anakin is a creeper. I guess this is kind of before the Zam Wessel stuff. <laughs> Anakin is a creeper. <laughs> Uh, he's a bit creepy, but then again, he hasn't seen his, like, girlfriend, in, in quotes, you know, in ten yeah. years. And he's like, oh, I gotta impress her. Okay. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. You know what I mean? He's kind of, like, yeah. getting back into it. And I have another note here. This is Anakin is clearly defiant of Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan's, like, laying down the law and the plan. And Anakin goes, why? And Obi-Wan turns to him and goes, what? He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's, like, what? What he's like, what do you mean, why? Like, listen to me, you little shit. So, <laughs> listen here, you uh, asshole. <laughs> Anakin simps for Padme and Palpatine. Uh, obviously, Low key. <laughs> yeah, we see him simping for Padme, but then he says to Obi Wan, he's talking about uh, Palpatine. He's like, he's I like, like yeah, him. He's, he's like the Chancellor's a good guy. Like he, he's nice to me. Like I love him. <laughs> he's like he's like my dad. Yeah, they're like setting up this whole like weird relationship between the two of them, even though they don't spend a lot of time together in this they movie. They spend no scene together. Mm-hmm. There's no <clears> scene. <throat> no, no, there's well, there's one scene. I think it's right before they depart. There's one scene where in the same where they're in the same room and they don't even talk. Yes. And they talk a and, lot in the next movie. <laughs> and, and we also have to talk about now this insane works. assassination scheme. Where, <laughs> Please. 
Palpatine <laughs> tells Dooku he has to kill Padme Amidala, and he goes, okay, I will do that. And then he tells Jango Fett that he has to do it, and he goes, okay, I will do that. And then okay, he tells Sam Wessel, okay, I will do that. Like, And then she gives poison worms to a tiny robot and sends that to go and do it. And then if you want to take it a step further, the robot has to release the tiny worms to go and handle it. So there's a lot of this job could have gotten done by like one guy and it just kept getting like passed Dude, Jang- off to the next Even person. Even if it was just passed off to Django, Django could have easily just shot them from distance. Yeah, well he does it with the saber dart to uh, Zam, so why couldn't yeah. he just do it to Padme? Yeah, why it didn't he just like stab really, the saber dart into Padme? a really Padme. quick death. Really yeah. quick. She dies, she dies in like maybe five seconds. Yes. She's like, oh! and just dies. <laughs> yeah, she, she goes out Ridiculous. pretty quick. Yeah. It's very disappointing to see her. And they mentioned she's a changeling, but that doesn't really amount to much of anything. Yeah, because there's a scene, the scene in the Outlander bar. I was like, you know what would be cool? When Obi-Wan goes to get a drink, Anakin walks off. What if Anakin is walking off and then all of a sudden Obi-Wan comes back and then it's Zam Wessel? That'd be insane. And you're like, that would be good. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Because yeah, because they, they don't do the changeling, changeling thing at all. You're expecting her to turn into somebody that we've seen before. Like yeah. maybe Padme. It's like, oh, what are you doing down yeah, here? Like I understand changelings can't change their clothes, but it's Star Wars. Maybe they can. Maybe the clothes is like a part of them or some shit. Well, even that, it's like, if you're a changeling, why wouldn't you wear like a secondary outfit under your first outfit? So that way you can kind of like blend in and disappear, right? Yeah. That would make sense. Or so, just wear uh, something Obi- not so specific, like Zam Wessel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obi Wan jumps out of a window, like way he up lands high on a tiny robot to get on a tiny <laughs> robot, and then uh, ten minutes later, Anakin does something very similar, and Obi Wan says he hates it when he does that, and it's like, where do you think you learned it, you fucking psycho? He literally learned it five minutes ago when you jumped out the window. <laughs> he, he literally like so, and he's like, I hate it when he does it, but this is clearly like an ongoing thing for them. Oh well, yeah, I think it, in the comic book that came out, they do it once or twice. I'm going to jump out a window now. I'm going to jump off a building. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to jump out of a car. (laughs) Oh, we get Obi-Wan saying to Anakin, why do I feel you're going to be the death of me when they're walking into a bar? He totally is. Totally is the death of him. The foreshadowing, because they, you know, wrote the three movies first. Don't say that, Master. It's like, oof, but it totally happens. (laughs) Big Uh, sad. (laughs) Yeah, we we get uh, Jedi business, go back to your drinks. That's a great Anakin line. take control of the situation, being the Chad that he is. Easy, after... Jedi business, go back to your drinks. Yeah, after, <laughs> after Obi-Wan cuts off Sam's hand, like he'll one day do to Ponda Baba in a very similar place. Ponda Baba. I hate that you know these fucking names. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got the Lego set, man. It says it on there. <laughs> the Moss Elsley Cantina, yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, man. The, uh, the bar scene was kind of cool. We get to see Jar Jar yeah, Binks' cool actor hanging out there. I forgot his name. Ahmed Best. There you go. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think he's uh, the one next to the purple Twi'lek. Yeah, he's just chilling in the back, looking. Yeah. Uh, An- Anthony Daniels is in there too, not dressed up like C-3PO. Oh, that's that's cool. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool how they throw like Warwick Davis is like eight dudes in Star Wars. Yeah, he's so many people. And only one of them is like the same guy. Mm-hmm. I think it's the one who shows up in um, Solo. He's the same one as the one in Rogue One. I think. That would make sense. Yeah, I think it's I think it's that one. I forget exactly, but uh, yeah, yeah. Anything else about I, I, the uh, club? No, I think it's a, a good scene. You know, there's a lot of callbacks, a lot of call forwards. I'm surprised so we it, didn't get like a good. bop. You know. Yeah, there's no like cool jam to jam out to. There's, there's, the death sticks no, is good. There's no jizz music. 
We've got to talk about the death scene. Hey, you want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> that guy looks like Steve Harrington from Stranger Things. <laughs> it was like Joe Keery. <laughs> I was like, no. And then he, uh, Anakin, oh, no, Anakin, Obi-Wan moves his shoulder and you see more of his face. And I'm like, okay. It's not, right. it doesn't just look like him. <laughs> Maybe he's not on the death sticks. <laughs> the death sticks. Yeah, so. I love how I... <laughs> the fourth talking point is literally a sentence. <laughs> Yeah, well, we have to talk about that. Yeah, that's facts. It's, right. it's important. <laughs> so, returning to the Jedi Temple, Obi-Wan is assigned by the Council to track down the Assassin's Killer, and also technically the Padme's Assassin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Anakin continues his task of protecting the Senator and is asked to escort her back to her home planet of Naboo. Naboo. Anakin welcomes the opportunity, obviously, as he often becomes angry and frustrated by Obi-Wan's criticism, and is glad to have an opportunity to be on his own. Further, he's become infatuated with Padme and relishes the chance to spend time with her. Dude, he's, like, all upset about Obi-Wan's criticism, but then if you watch Clone Wars, they're just, like, boys that, like, sass each other all day. Yeah. Straight up. I don't think Anakin gets mad at Obi-Wan, like, more than twice in the Clone Wars. But in this movie, it's, like, five times. But then again, he is, like, more irrational, I guess. I think it's funny because Anakin's like, I'm really grateful to have Obi-Wan as a mentor. And then, like, 30 seconds later, he starts ragging on him for all this shit that he does that he hates him for and is totally yeah. ungrateful for. He's like, he doesn't let me, like, be the best, even though I'm clearly the best. It's like, that's, like, his job, though. Like, what did you think you were signing up for? You know, I'm clearly Jesus Christ. And he's like, I'm literally space Jesus. Why is he treating me like he's space Jesus? Like, he may Just... look like him, but he's not. There's a scene where uh, Obi-Wan one is talking to Mace Windu and I'm like Obi-Wan looks so dirty. <laughs> yeah. It's like have well, you washed lately, man? If, if you look at episode 1, he's like got the, you know, I know he's got the rat tail, but he looks like he's a clean like put together kid and then the next time you see him, beard out of whack, mullet. I'm like what, what is this punk rock phase, man? What is this? Maybe he just wasn't meant to rock that look at the time. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it's not a solid look, but then episode 3, mwah. Yeah, come episode three, he, like, figures out his look. He figures out the the goatee, not the beard, the goatee, and then, like, oof, the the nice, like, advanced beaver bowl. It just works. It comes together. (laughs) I mean, he does have a a full beard, but it's just not a a scraggy. I think it's thicker in the front, though. Not really. It's just kind of the same all around. Really? I thought you were looking at the Lego. I forgot you have a toy up there, too. No, I'm looking at the statue of him. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Let's talk about four real quick, and then we'll go back to uh, some of the the relationship stuff. Because I want to talk about Jar Jar right quick. Yeah. Do you want to talk about him? (laughs) Yeah. So, Junior Representative Jar Jar Binks assumes the Senator's duties in her absence. Why? Padme doesn't like Jar Jar. Which was made evident, but he was like talking to her, and she's like, "Okay, let's not drag this out." And she's like he's, looking for because he's mad annoying. Get away from him. I don't think it's that he doesn't like him. I think that she knows that he's he gets like if you get him going, he does not stop. Yeah. You, so, so I think she's like, like, "Ooh." Yeah. You gotta just like you have to stop them before they get themselves going. You just gotta be like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Hold up. Stop. I don't want to hear all that right now. Yeah, she does that to Jar Jar. She's like, listen, you can have all of my powers while I go dick around with my Jedi boyfriend. And then Jar Jar fucking ruins everything by summoning the clones, essentially. But we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll but, get to uh, that. Let's go back to the romance real quick. Just so we can get... So I don't want to talk about Jar Jar for too long. So the romance in this movie, and not good. At no, least the it's scene, not like, good. Their chemistry later on in the film is slightly better. 
But at the beginning, I understand he's like an awkward little, like, I haven't seen her since I was like nine, bro. This is crazy. She looks so good. And then they hang out in like Naboo and like, it's just really awkward. Well, that's the whole thing is like the, their relationship at the end of the movie is completely offset by their relationship at the beginning of the movie when she's literally telling him like, this is not how we're supposed to be acting. You know, mm-hmm. I don't like when when she literally says, I don't like the way you're looking at me. Like, it's making her uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then, like, later on in the movie, she's just like, I've been dying a little bit every day since you came back into my life. I'm like, what happened? I don't like the way you're looking at me. I think it's because <laughs> she was like, she's just like, oh, man, like, we can't do this. He's a Jedi. I'm a senator. Also, he's a slave. That's not cool. He doesn't have money. My dad's going to be pissed. And then she sees, like. I feel like she's like, I can fix him. I feel like she's one of those girls. Where oh, she sees him... Fixer. Yeah, where she sees him kill all those fucking people. Well, she doesn't see it. She hears him say it. And then like, he just like has like a little meltdown about his mom. And then she's like, oh man, he's really got a heart. And I can fix him. Like I, I really feel like they put all their eggs into that basket. Especially in episode 3 when she's like, Obi-Wan told me that you murdered kids. And he doesn't deny it. And then she's like, well, we you we can still walk away from this, and we can still be together and have a life. He it's tells like, her he, he murders kids in episode two. I, I'm talking about, like, Jedi kids. It's like, the kids same that, thing, even like, if they were animals. Will, yeah, no, yeah, no even, <laughs> I get it. They're, like, savages, and that doesn't make it okay because they were still kids. But yeah. it's like, these are kids who are literally, like, being raised in the Republic to be, like, normal children that are supposed to, like, grow up into being good people. Mm-hmm. And he murdered them. <laughs> You know, are the I, Jedi I feel really like, good though? Like, like it's well, the, there's a whole argument there too. I just think <laughs> I, I know just what you think mean. it's uh, it's a little bit more kind of on the nose, right? Like, I killed the this whole tribe of like savages versus I went to the temple and killed my friends and like people that could have been me. And I almost killed Grogu, but then Mace Windu took him. And I almost killed Grogu, but Mace Windu took him. And we're going to see that in Ando Season 3 slash the Obi-Wan show. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> or maybe in Book of Boba Fett. Who knows? In Book of Boba Fett. It's going to be awesome. Because he's going to have to fight Boba Fett. Because Boba Fett's going to be like, you killed my dad. Oh, that'd be kind of cool if he shows up in the Book of Boba Fett. It's like in the flashback, cool. obviously. In a flashback. Like, I think Mace Windu would be like 90 at this point. <laughs> Luke, Luke would show up. Master Windu, I cannot train this Grogu. <laughs> you need to do it. No, motherfucker. Give him to me. Give him back to Mando. <laughs> Give him back to Mando. Take him back to the Jedi Temple. Leave him Give him there. to Cal Kestis. Give him to Cal. Cameron Moynihan's something. a TV actor. Give him a role, please. We need something to make them want to play the next one. All right, let's get back into talking points before we right. break back. So after all the lovey-dovey stuff and the representation for Jar Jar, we get the Obi-Wan Kenobi mission, which is, like, the best. Yes. So during the investigation, Obi-Wan is led to a mysterious planet called Kamino, uh, missing from the Jedi archives, when he discovers a secret clone army being developed for the Republic. We meet Jester, uh, Jester Dexter. Je- oh, my God, dude. Jester. Dexter Jester is the best. <laughs> yeah. He's the best. We love him. They, we stand he's this, <laughs> he, he, he's this big dirty di- uh, diner owner the and Obi-Wan just walks in and he accepts his dirty coffee and he gives him a hug I love it I, I it's cause like see, we know Obi-Wan isn't like obviously like the most like ahem, the most established man we know he yeah. was like a street rat essentially so yeah, like him know, hanging chill. out with like all cause we also know that he's a little shady especially when you watch the Clone Wars so be, and we know how Qui-Gon is so it'd be great that like he just has friends with like scum people. <laughs> he totally tried death sticks once. 
Oh, dude, for sure. And There's that's no why way. he turns them down. He's like, I can't do that again. He's like, ah, oh, never again. I get too crazy. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. <laughs> I'm too rowdy for death sticks. So <laughs> he's told by Prime Minister Lamassu that the army was ordered some 10 years ago by Jedi Master Saifo Diaz, although yes. Obi-Wan was under the impression that Saifo Diaz was killed before that time. Uh, a bounty hunter named Jango Fett was hired as the template for the clones. So Everyone knows Jango Fett. If you don't know Jango Fett, you're not a real Star Wars fan. Uh, <laughs> Obi-Wan meets Jango on Kamino and believes him to be the, the killer he has been tracking. Facts, he tries to capture Jango, which leads to a Titanic one-on-one -on -one fight. I love how it says Titanic. They dude, really just Obi -Wan have like a fist punches fight. Beskar like straight up. He's like fist fighting yeah. this dude and kicking they, him. They just have a fist fight. There's like not really many explosions or anything. It says Titanic, but it's like they just beat the piss out of each other. <laughs> uh, Jango makes use of his blasters and missile equipment, managing to defeat Obi Wan by sending him plummeting into the raging sea below. Thinking he is dead, Jango departs Kamino with his son Boba. Boba Fett. Unable to capture Django, Obi-Wan places a homing beacon on his ship, Slave One, and follows him to the planet of Geonosis. Yo, Sifo Diaz is crazy. I looked him up on Google. He shows up in the Clone Wars as, like, a crazy person. Yeah, it's not even him, though. It's, like, Palpatine trying to trick Yoda. Yeah, but then, like, we get to see, like, what he actually is supposed to look like. That's crazy. Yeah, he was all, like, whacked out. He was because it was supposed to look like him being uh, held prisoner. That's crazy. There's actually another picture of him from a book that came out that's supposed to be written from a Luke's point of view. Mm -hmm. And it looks way better. He looks way better there. There's actually also a hologram of him in Clone Wars showing what he should look like. It's good shit. There's I'd love a theory to see that says, there's a theory that says the client played by Werner Herzog is the long lost Sifo Diaz. Okay, we're done here. <laughs> just, okay, sure. All right. Those are people who don't know anything about Star Wars. <laughs> So, uh, the Obi-Wan and Django fight, uh, we were both talking about how it's actually pretty dope. Oh, yeah, I like it he's fist-fighting Django in the rain, slipping around. There's the scene where he gets him with a little rope, and then Obi-Wan kicks him off, and he's like, shit. <laughs> Just goes off with him. <laughs> yeah, and then he's trying to free him from the line so that he doesn't carry him down over the edge, too, and he's like, kiss the son of a bitch. He's trying to hold himself and then on. Django does it. Yeah. Django gets the upper hand and throws him down. And he's like, oh, wait, we're still attached. And he detaches Yeah, wait, it. no. We just <laughs> traded places, and this is not going to go well for me. Because <laughs> I don't have my jetpack on right now. And then we see um, Obi-Wan cheat with the Force and save himself with, like, Indiana Jones style. Yeah. I mean, if Indiana Jones can do it, that means Obi-Wan Kenobi can do that's, it. He probably that, did that's it first. Fair. That's fair. Long time ago, <laughs> galaxy far, far away. Obi-Wan was first. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars takes place before the 80s, so it's good. Oh no, like World War Two, Whatever. Uh, did you read the entire thing? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay. I want to make sure. And then we get to see Boba for like the first time on Kamino. And he's like, just, just, ah, come on, Dad, let's go. Yeah, he's just a little <laughs> kill kid. kill this he's Jedi. Like, he's like, we, we're going to win. We're going to win the fight. And it's going to be good. We're going to fucking <laughs> eat him for breakfast. That's not what he sounds like, but that's what he sounds like to us. <laughs> nah, he's not. He's actually, like, mad cool. And the actor that played him is, like, this fucking big ripped, like, uh, I think he did MMA for a bit. And he's, like, still big into the Boba Fett stuff. And he's got, like, a, he's got one of the armors from the movies. It's crazy. He is a very not ripped man. He's not, no, the, the, new, the current Django? Not the current Django. Um, the Boba Fett guy. He's, he's a bit buff now. He's really not. Well, last time I saw him, he was big, but that was like a year yeah. ago. No, nah, he's just, he's like a thin dude. 
I thought it was like toned. Anyway, <clears throat> I get to talk about the uh, <laughs> the frolicking. Meanwhile, Anakin and Padme have been spending too much time on Naboo, enjoying each other's company and playfully frolicking in the fields. Eventually, Anakin reveals his deep love for her, vowing to do whatever she requests, Simp. However, <laughs> Padme resists explaining that it would be impossible uh, for the two of them to be together since she is a senator and he is a Jedi and also he's poor. Anakin is angered by this and experiences inner conflict between his strong desires for her and his duties as a Jedi. Just quit. Anakin is also troubled by a newfound sense of his mother and being in grave danger, even though it happened a month ago, and beckons for Padme to accompany him to his home planet of Tatooine, in the process disobeying Obi-Wan's orders to remain on Naboo. Yep. We get the scene where Anakin's playing on those big butt little uh, newt newt things, and then he falls off and pretends to <laughs> those die. Big butt newt newt things. Yeah, and then <laughs> Anakin pretends to be dead on the floor, and Padme's like, Anakin, Annie. And then he's like, ah, ha, 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 and they roll uh, around in the field. And never like, mind. Like, Jesus I'm Christ, dude. Dead. I'm like, that's terrible. Yeah, and they, he's like, oh, I love you, and I want to be with you. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. But in her mind, she's like, I do want to do that. And this is when we get that weird scene with the pair. Yeah, dude, where, where, he, where she slips up the uh, CGI pair. Yeah, she, like, catches it with the force on her fork, and she, like, slurps a bite of it. She's like, got to slurp up the pair. <laughs> and, oh, Jesus. Yeah, so, um... We also actually, in that time, it's not listed here, but um, in that time, that's when Yoda and Mace Windu have their little discussion about how their ability to use the Force has diminished, Which but they keep it sense. they keep it a secret so that everyone still thinks like they're the pinnacle of power and stuff, kind Is of in the galaxy. Is it just those two, or do you mean the Jedi in general? Like, all of them in general. Like, they, they're just so involved in the ongoings of the galaxy now. That they're not as connected to the Force as, like, the old Jedi used to be. Well, it explains why, like, they can't Force heal, and they can't catch lasers, and they can't Force run, and they can't Force jump all the time. And, and Palpatine, <laughs> right? He's been putting his feelers out. He's been growing the dark side. I, I think the whole thing is, like, it's if the there's a big thing. enough presence... Yeah, if there's a big enough presence of one side, it kind it's of the whole pulls balance away thing. the other side. You have to bring balance yeah. to the Force. Mm -hmm. And that's what they thought Anakin was going to do. But well, obviously he did. Anakin growing in the dark side, so I mean, he, he did it was bring making balance, things worse though. for them. Technically, yeah. he brought balance. He killed everybody, and then was like, oh, there's only two of us now. <laughs> so, hey, there's only, hey, there's only two bad guys now, and two good guys. <laughs> we, we fucking did it. Well, nice. uh, until expanded media. So Yeah, until everything else comes out, and they're like, yeah. Ahsoka's not dead. And she neither just is Cal Kestis, and... <laughs> Why aren't these people helping? Uh -huh. <laughs> Who? It's like Tim uh -huh. Allen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not real. <laughs> All right. uh, Upon yeah, arriving, okay. Anakin tracks down his former owner, Watto, Annie, from whom he learns that his mother was married, a moisture farmer named Kleglars. He travels to the Lars Moisture Farm. There, Anakin Padme finds C-3PO, and the droid introduces him to now. his stepbrother. Uh, my skin, thank you. They gave uh, me skin, something you never did. Uh, they meet Owen, which is played by Joel Edgerton, who's great. Uh, not in this movie, just great in general. Kleek tells Anakin the horrible truth that his mother was kidnapped a month ago by a pack of wild Tusken Raiders. Anakin travels through the night. Finds her tied up and beaten in a Tuscan camp, like straight up tortured. Within moments, yep. she dies in his arms. Enraged and heartbroken, he slaughters the entire Tuscan community. Men, women, and the children, too. 
Yeah. So <laughs> and the dog. It, yeah, and the dogs. It's, it's a very emotional scene when you're not thinking about Shmi as Ray. <laughs> our, our head cannon. <laughs> with our terrible theory. And if you haven't heard this theory, then you need to listen to our other episodes of this podcast where we talk about the theory. We haven't fully so, talked about it yet. We'll probably talk about it in like episode nine. <laughs> yeah, we'll, have, we'll, we'll explain our theory when it comes to time to uh, fully talk about it. When we but meet Reshmi. <laughs> it, it's still a very sad scene. And even the oh, things yeah. that happen afterwards where uh, Anakin is explaining it to Padme. Dude, I was like straight up about to away. cry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really fucked up, especially if you have like a connection to your family like that. I know mm. a lot of people don't really care about their parents and stuff, but a lot of people do have connections to their family and they feel mm. that. So seeing that kind of represented on screen, it's like, oh man, that, that would really be something terrible that could happen. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, this is weird because it's set up as two different points before we move on. Uh, Yoda senses a terrible darkness in the force as the slaughter continues where um, Yoda's killing, uh, not Yoda, um, Anakin's killing the Tusken Raiders, and Qui-Gon Jinn's voice can be heard shouting, Anakin, Anakin, no, no, Anakin, yeah. Anakin, no, during this yeah. scene, which is weird. Anakin then brings the body of his mother to the homestead where they bury it, where there's also another dead person and a dead kid, so that's kind of weird. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But it's Definitely. I never noticed that it was Qui-Gon's voice until I watched it just now with subtitles. No, I knew it was supposed to be him. The no just sounds really weird. And again, it's that whole thing of George, you need, you need to stop putting the words no into your movie. Was that added later on? No. The Qui-Gon thing was in the original cut? It was in the original cut. Wow, I've never noticed that until just now. Very weird addition. I, I wanted to actually also say I love it when uh, they're telling Anakin that his mom was taken away. And then he gets up, and they're like, where are you going? And he just goes, to find my mother. He's, like, yeah. offended. That he's, like, they would straight even, up, like, what the think... fuck? Yeah, they're, like, a... <laughs> he's, like, offended that they would think he wouldn't get up and go look for her after he yeah. found out. Yeah, because the... uh, Kleeg is, like, oh, man, once my leg heals, straight up, he's not, he's missing a leg. I didn't notice that. Yeah. He's straight yeah. up missing it. He's, like, once my leg heals, like, he's going to get, like, a robot one, I guess, and then he's going to go team up and go get him. I'm, like... Bro, what's Owen doing with Baru just hanging out? Baru doesn't even get to talk in this movie. She's just there. I don't think Owen talks either, though, to be fair. so. Anakin, like, literally snuck into the camp, too. He, that could have been a stealth op. <laughs> Probably. He literally cuts the hole in the back. Well, it was a stealth op until his mom died, and then yeah, he... Until he... Well, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about for Owen, like, maybe oh. two or three weeks earlier, when she wasn't yeah. dying. Oh, they didn't have a lightsaber to cut through a fucking house, so... <laughs> no, a sharp knife would probably have gone through one of those, like, tents that they were living in. <laughs> Maybe. It looked more like a mud hut situation. This is my mud hut. Yeah. This is my shit house. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Mace Windu is also in this scene, and he's like, what's going on, Yoda? And Yoda's like, darkness, I feel. It's or not something, good. Or something like that. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah. All right, you want to so, uh, so right before yeah, this I'll happens, the Geonosis stuff, um, Obi Wan and Jango Fett are in a space battle as they're traveling to Genosha and they fly through rocks and stuff and they shoot the um, the awesome sounding uh, what are they called the seismic bombs? The seismic charges, yeah. Charges. <laughs> yeah, those are awesome. <laughs> Fucking love that. They brought him back in the Mandalorian and they were nice. All the prequel fans rejoiced on that day. <laughs> The Mando has a little bit for everybody. It's got sequel, it's got original, and it's got prequel memes all wrapped up in one. So it's going to be fun. They know what they're doing with that shit. That's Dave Filoni. It's it's Favreau and Filoni, dude. You should have given the Disney trilogy to them, but whatever, it's too late now. Well, maybe Favreau might take one. I'm going to take that. Favreau and Filoni. 
help All right, Iron now Man. Now we're on Geonosis. On Geonosis, Obi-Wan overhears a meeting between Count Dooku and the leaders of the Commerce Guilds and learns that they were behind the Separatist movement that have built up the new droid army. He also learns that it was Newt Gunray, who is out of jail now, who ordered the assassination of Amidala as revenge for the defeat of the Trade Federation at the Battle of Naboo. What a big fucking baby. Obi-Wan <laughs> transmits his findings to the Council, relayed by way of Anakin and Padme's ship, though he's surrounded by droidicas and captured before he can finish his report. Now that the Jedi Council knows of Dooku's army, Jedi Master Mace Windu leads the team to Geonosis. Unbeknownst to them, Anakin and Padme also make their way there to rescue Obi-Wan, which gives us our intro. Yeah. <laughs> I love how um, Obi-Wan is like on Geonosis and he's like trying to contact him. He's like, they're not on Naboo. Fuck. And he's like, where are they? Boost the signal. They're on Tatooine. Oh my god, what's going on? And then he just sends the message. <laughs> on and he's... Tatooine? You're not supposed to be on Tatooine. Yeah, what then, are you doing there? Of course, there? Anakin and Padme don't get the message until they come back to the ship when mm-hmm. they then relay it. And then Obi-Wan's already captured and he's floating in that weird prison thing where he's definitely yep. on like a like a gurney and he's just like, mm. not a gurney. Uh, Lazy Susan. And he's just like, Floating lazy Susan, space lazy Susan, space lazy Susan. Dude, I love how right when he sees Count Dooku, he just goes, traitor! And you're like, oh, okay. Traitor! (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Traitor. (laughs) So, uh, meanwhile, all this is happening. Representative Binks calls Chancellor Palpatine to be given emergency powers uh, with which he can call the recently discovered clone army into battle. And then uh, back on Geonosis, that's when Count Dooku is trying to persuade Obi-Wan to join him, warning him that Darth Sidious is now in control of the Senate, but Obi-Wan refuses, saying that the Jedi would have known if this was the case, which they don't. No, the Jedi are kind of bad at their jobs. They're really bad at this. They're not very good (laughs) at this. He's like, the Jedi would know. It's like, but you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, you didn't know. Uh, Clearly not, though, because it's happening, and y'all don't know about it. Well, because they don't know that Darth Sidious is Chancellor Chad Sheev Palpatine. You know what I mean? Chancellor Sheev, he's he's just so boss. Dude. Palpatine is, like, low-key become one of my favorite characters. (laughs) Just because of how, like, it's mostly because of our own headcanon, because we're just, like, making him this (laughs) ultimate Chad. (laughs) Like, in the normal movies, Palpatine kind of sucks. He's just like, I'm a douche for no reason. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's like, okay. Yeah, but then when you, if you really think about it, the robot chicken and the Lego versions of him are hilarious enough to be like, that's the canon. <laughs> yeah, no, I, the Lego and the Lego just made it even more so because that's something that Disney put out on Disney Plus. Yeah, so, so it's, it's like, it's oh canon. man, what are you guys it's not, doing? But it is. <laughs> yeah, and you know that the people who made the Lego one, they were like, we're just gonna do the robot chicken Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he just didn't curse. <laughs> I mean, there really are. It's like the same performance if you compare them. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it might so, even uh, be Seth Green who did it. That would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the Separatists are all putting together their plans. You actually get to see the Death Star in the back. That's cool. Which is They're cool. To work yeah, on you that. never notice it at first. Uh, and Obi-Wan is just such an arrogant idiot. I love him. He's my favorite. He's the best Jedi, but such an arrogant idiot. He just doesn't believe it. He's like, nah. Dooku's like, bro, I'm like giving you all the secrets right now. He's like, this clone army that came out of nowhere and is all based off of a bounty hunter that's working for the bad guys. He's like, I'm giving you everything you need to know. Honestly, it's true. What? (laughs) Dude, like, it's, I understand the clone army. Like, oh, trust them. They saved you, whatever. But it's literally based off one of the most deadliest bounty hunters in the galaxy who tried to kill you 
three times. And just working with the bad guy. And you're like, like, not even nah, like, nah, he's just in it for the money and the them? kid. It's like, nah, he is working with the bad guys. <laughs> it's ridiculous how Obi-Wan is just such an ignorant fool. <laughs> And, and then when the wars like begin, when they're talking about it at the end of the, there's like the Clone War has begun. It's like you guys aren't thinking about this. Like that, that somehow anything, this random this random fucking clone army that shows up because of some Jedi who died more than ten years ago is just like, oh man, oh I remember this. This was sanctioned ten years ago. No, it fucking wasn't. What are you talking about? And all of a sudden, Jar Jar Binks and Sheev are like, oh yeah, we should definitely hire this random clone Jedi thing. These clones that we found, it's totally cool. It's like, what? I have a bad feeling about this. I don't Literally. sense anything. <laughs> Literally that. Dude, how do they not sense this is going to blow up in their fucking face? And then we have seven years, uh, well, not seven years technically, but like seven seasons of, we're friends, and then Order 66 in episode three, and you're like, shit. <laughs> you know, it, it's fucked up, right? Because um, the Jedi, they tell Anakin not to go after Obi-Wan after they mm-hmm. find out he was taken captive. And, and Anakin's like, okay. And Padme's like, you're just okay with that? He's like, I was given orders. It's like, you were given orders to stay on Naboo. But then when it was like, you needed to do something for you, you were like, fuck my orders. I'm going to go do what I got to do. It's yeah. like, now that it's for somebody else, you're like, oh, but I can't betray my orders. And Anakin he only ends up goes... going because Padme's like, I'm going. Well, no, Anakin goes, he's like, I, he's like, I don't want to, but they gave me direct order. He's like, I want to go save what we want. He's like my father, but I can't. And I, then... I just, think, I just think it's funny how he's willing to defy the rules, like, no questions asked when it's, it's about, about his mom, him. though. Yeah, well, th- this is about Obi-Wan, who's literally been his best friend in for he the past He literally goes like a father, to be he's, fair. And then Padme goes, well, Obi-Wan. I'm going to go. Yeah. He spent <laughs> more time with Obi-Wan than he spent with his mother, technically. That's facts. That's facts. It's because nine years and then ten years. He spent his first nine years with his mom, but he spent ten years with Obi-Wan. So he should love Obi-Wan <laughs> just as much, if not more, than his mother. Like, you know? <laughs> it's like, I don't I don't get the level of disconnect there. But whatever. I thought that that was one of those things where he should have been like, well, obviously I'm going after Obi-Wan because clearly I have no self-control. Well, that's like, I'm just does. not going to go. And she's like, I'll go. So now you have to go. Those are the you have to protect me. She's like, I'm going and you're welcome to join me. I was like, <laughs> it's the cockpit all over again. Qui Gon told me to stay in this cockpit, so that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Obi Wan told me to protect Padme, and that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> told me to protect Padme, so that's what I'm gonna do. If she's gonna be stupid, then I get to go too. <laughs> <laughs> so Anakin and Padme arrive on the planet, but are quickly captured by Jango Fett and sentenced to death. But not uh, not until C3PO does some slapstick comedy. And gets yeah, replaced, man. oh, with this battle R2 tries droid. to murder 3PO in the droid factory when he, put, like, like, he literally, like, pushes him. And he's like, R2, you almost pushed me off the ledge. He's like, just relax and be more careful. And then R2 just pushes him again. He's like, I don't know fuck what happens to you. He's like, get out of my way. Just because they gave you skin doesn't make me like you. <laughs> he literally only survives by chance. Like, if they didn't feel like writing this whole slapstick bullshit thing that would happen to 3PO, he would have just fallen off, broken, I mean, and died. Like I, like I said while we are watching it, C-3PO survives... Out of luck, always. That's his thing. He never dies. He has, he has the Force. Facts. 3PO's got the Force. The force and he built the Force I'm one with the Force and the Force is with me. <laughs> Thank you for giving says. me a real brain, sir. And skin. Wait. Skin. Shit. <laughs> this is not metal plating, it's skin. Yeah, so they're quickly captured by Django and sentenced to death after they almost die like four times. Joining Obi-Wan in the Genosian Arena where they are to be executed. Good in job. the high stands, Count Dooku, New Gunray, 
uh, Rune, Hako, Poggle, the Lesser, Django, and Boba watch the start of the planned execution, and the trio are forced to attack Arik, a Nexu, and Aklay. Yeah. It's mostly like they're forced to defend themselves against them because the Genosians are like, yo, go fight these dudes. But you know what they could have done? Instead of Padme slipping a bobby pin into her mouth and then picking her lock, uh, force jump on top of the fucking pillar, rip the chain off, and then start swinging it at people. But whatever. I love how rip the chain off is part of your force magic there. <laughs> well, no, because, like, you see the Genosians fly up and hook the chain on top of the pillar. So yeah, you just pull I, it off. So you assume you just pull it off when you jump on top of the, the, the pillar yourself. I mean, that's what Padme did when she got up there. Yeah, she gets up there and she goes, okay. And then she just she, hits people. And she, and then she swings chain down work. and she kicks the fucking, um, I want to assume that's the Reek. I don't actually know for sure. I remember the Reeks being the dog people, the doggy ones, but I could be wrong. I think so, the yeah. Acolyte is the one with the, like, the blades. No, oh, the little spider thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it then, is. Yeah, and then the Nexu is probably the, uh, the, the rhino guy. The Nexu is the tiger. Ah, like. I was so close. Yeah. yeah no, well, there was only two other options. Well, exactly. 50-50. <laughs> and then uh, we, we get that cool scene where they're just like fighting off the uh, the Genosians and using the animals to fight and attack and save and get rid of. and It's cool stuff. And then Padme jumps off and totally bruises everything under her body by jumping six feet and landing crotch first onto the Reek. And then Obi-Wan just kind of hops up, and that's when the other Jedi storm the place with Mace Windu, and then we have a huge battle. So during their struggle, Mace Windu arrives with his Jedi Strike team, which is not really just a team, it's like everybody. And they battle Dooku's droid army in the All arena. All Jedi. <laughs> Upon seeing so many Jedi in one place, Jango jetpacks down to the arena floor and engages Mace Windu. After a short struggle, Windu manages to kill Jango due to his jetpack malfunctioning. But to defeat the but the Jedi are still the oh my god but defeat for the Jedi is still imminent. Yoda unexpectedly arrives with the Republic's new clone army, but only a handful of Jedi had survived. Those killed include Staden Eakin, Sefjet Josel, Sar Labuda, Kat Quinn, Quaymar's Redoth Gom, Faye Exerch, Nicansis Tissu, Coleman Traybor, and about 160 other Jedi! Oh yeah. my god! They killed yeah. so many! They killed so many! <laughs> like, we get, like, these names, and it's like, oh, and then another 160. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said when I was reading this and breaking it up. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of guys. And then it just says 160. I'm like, oh, that's a lot more guys. <laughs> that's like all the Jedi. <laughs> I'm like, shit, dude, how many Jedi are there? For them to be killing 160 <laughs> other ones, and there's still some left. It's ridiculous, dude. That's not even yeah, counting insane. the younglings, too. No, it's crazy. That's big numbers. They're putting them up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we see uh, Django's head get cut off and fly out <laughs> in the shadow. You told me about that one. <laughs> Boba's like, Dad, I'm going to kill Mace Windu. And then Palpatine does it. And he's like, fuck. As we'll far see as that we know. The, We'll see that in the Kenobi show or in the Boba Fett show. Here, mark my words. And it's then uh, we get a, an even larger battle. Which erupts outside the arena, but we'll get to that in a hot yes. sec. Is there anything you want to say about the arena stuff before we move on? It's really cool. Uh, Coleman Trabor is the dinosaur man. Yes. And he was sitting on the Jedi Council, and he literally gets killed by like three shot blaster by, shots. He gets shot by Django and then falls and dies. It's very, it's very disappointing to see that the standard for Jedi Master is three blaster shots to the chest. Yeah, but look at Qui Gon though. He got yeah, hit well, in the he face. Was, and he stabbed. was fighting a, he was fighting a Sith Lord. 
He was fighting a Sith apprentice. Who he was technically a lord. He what? No, Sith he, Lord he had a Darth, Darth Tyrannus. Darth title. I love he had a Darth title. Darth Vader isn't a Sith Lord. Darth Vader is still yes, an apprentice. He, he goes, my Darth apprentice. Sith lord. My apprentice. Don't even come at me. Don't, don't let Star Wars fans hear you saying that, dude. Well, They'll nah, kill you. One of the um, one of the comic books is called Darth Vader, Sith Lord of the Sith Lord of the Jedi, or something like that. <laughs> Literally, Sith Lord. I'm pretty sure if you get like a Darth, if your master gives you Darth, you're a Sith Lord. So what was Maul's name before that? Was it just Maul? It was just apparently he had a different name that we don't know anymore. I was gonna say they call him Darth Maul, and they always call him Maul afterwards. But we know that Count Dooku's name isn't Tyrannus; that's his Darth title. Just like Vader isn't Anakin Skywalker. So I wonder yeah. what Darth Maul's actual name is. I'm going to look that up while you read the next bit of um, topic. Yeah, I don't think he actually ever got, like, a real name. I think that that was just uh, the name that he kind of was given, and that was it. But anyway, moving on from that. Uh, an even larger battle erupts outside the arena between the Republic's clone army and the droid army of the Confederacy of Independent Systems. Nuke Gunray and Rune Hako subsequently retreat into Gunray's ship, Poggle the Lesser, and trust Dooku with the early plans for the Death Star. Uh, Dooku attempts to escape, but Obi-Wan and Anakin track him to a secret hangar where they engage him in combat. Unfortunately, there are no match for Dooku's now-revealed mastery of the dark side and lightsaber combat style he employs. He fires Force Lightning at Anakin, injures Obi-Wan, and cuts off Anakin's right arm. Yoda appears just as Dooku is about to escape, and the two masters of the Force go head-to-head in a fierce duel. Flippy-toed Dooku, stuff. Yeah, man, flippy-toed stuff. Dooku, realizing he can't defeat Yoda, attempts to topple a large pillar on Obi-Wan and Anakin as a distraction, slash to murder them, not really, just as a distraction. <laughs> While Yoda uses the Force to divert the pillar, Dooku flees in the Solar Sailor. Flying cool. to an, the, an industrial sector of Coruscant, he meets up with his master Darth Sidious, who is pleased the war has begun as planned. So... This is pretty much the kickoff of the, the events Wars. that yeah that we're going to be talking about for a little bit after we finish these movies. Yeah, we're going to be talking uh, about the Clone Wars for at least like four or five episodes. And I feel that if they had done the Clone Wars show immediately after episode two, they would have informed a lot more decision making for episode three, and it would have been a much different movie. Mm-hmm. I believe that. But. Uh, it, it's a cool little fight that they have at the end because you see all the droid factories are actually like these giant spherical ships mm-hmm. and, they, and they're all like taking off from Geonosis and going to different parts of the galaxy to continue making droids. It's just one of those cool things that uh, when mm-hmm. you're a kid, you're like, what even am I looking at right now? Yeah. And now it's like, oh, okay, I can kind of tell what I'm looking at. Yeah, you know all that stuff. Oh, I looked up the Darth Maul thing. Apparently he was given the name Maul before he was given the name Darth. He was given, he was born Maul by Mother Talzin, and then she gave him as a peace offering, as an impressionable young boy to Darth Sidious or some shit like that. Hasn't been fully revealed yet, but apparently it was Maul before Darth. I don't know, because there's like some, uh, so he was, Maul and Amy carried in his life in Legends. That was in Legends. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Hasn't I'm been revealed sure in canon like Rebels yet. or something, he was like, I had a name that I no longer remember, so now I'm just Maul. Yeah, or but something. Again, it hasn't been revealed. Yeah, we'll probably get it in something. Maybe he's if we a character get a, they uh... can do a lot with still. Well, if we do the Kenobi show because it takes place before Rebels, he could just be like, he doesn't have to say it because obviously he doesn't remember it. Rebels, but he could easily someone could discover it. Who cares? Dude, it, it would be a mistake not to bring Ray Park back in uh, the Kenobi show. Oh, dude, that'd be like a huge. He mistake. could still do a lot of that, and even if Sam Witwer voices him, we could still get Ray Park as the body double for the stunts. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but going back to Attack of the Clones, 
Uh, you know, this whole fight scene with Duke is really cool. We get to see Obi-Wan kick some ass and then get his ass kicked. He gets stabbed a couple times and then he gets dropped on the floor. Anakin then whips out the double lat sabers and flips around for a bit. Gets his arm chopped off. Whole arm chopped off. Not a hand. Whole arm. And then he gets thrown. And then uh, Yoda shows up in Wreck's house. And then they escape. And yeah, Sidious. You got a lot of cool stuff in this scene. Yeah, there is a lot of cool stuff. I liked seeing uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan finally getting trounced because this whole yeah. movie, it's like they're putting up somewhat of a formidable fight. I know Obi-Wan kind of gets like tossed around a bit by Jango. It's like, but clearly, yeah, but imagine, together, if Jango, imagine if Jango was fighting Dooku, right? It's yeah. like he, he wouldn't have even had a chance. It would have just been over so quick. Mm-hmm. So I, I love seeing that. Uh, obviously, we learn how Anakin loses his arm. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of his arm, too. It's like It's like all of this is gone. It's like two thirds of his arm. Yeah, gone. After like the main flex muscle, after the bicep, it's just gone. Yeah, like midway up his bicep, it's just. Yeah. Oh my god, what a <laughs> terrible place, dude! Like it's not like Luke loses his hand, mm-hmm. the bicep. It's like two hands. It's like that's yeah, ridiculous. Uh, it, like Jesus, he loses so much of him. Uh, and he's still uh, able. And then he uh, with the wedding, you see his little hand. I'm like, I wouldn't touch that. Yeah, if I were huge you, decrease okay. in the midichlorians. <laughs> oh man, yeah, because it's all blood <laughs> stuff. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> Lost his midichlorians. Uh, and we talked about this, actually, the Yoda thing. A lot of people hated seeing Yoda using a lightsaber. But for me, sense. I love it because it just makes sense. Even it as a little kid, I'm, they were like, oh, uh, Obi-Wan was like, Yoda trained me with a li- Yoda trained me. It's like, oh, so he must have trained you and showed you how to use the Force and a lightsaber. Yeah. Because that's how that works, right? It's like, like Yoda's just like, all right, I'll teach you how to use the force, the lightsaber. You got to figure out on your own. It's like, you're going to teach me how to move rocks with my mind, but you're not going to teach me how to fight with a laser stick that can cut my limbs off. <laughs> exactly. It's, so, it, it's some backwards ass shit. And I understand what the fans mean. Like seeing Yoda as more of a spiritual figure rather than like a fighting figure. I get it. But at the same time, he's trained all the Jedi. Why would he not use a lightsaber? Yeah. It's just one of those things that wouldn't make sense if he wasn't able to do it. Exactly. All right, last bit of it. So, in the Jedi Temple, Obi-Wan, Mace Windu, Yoda ponder Dooku's warning that Darth Sidious is controlling the Senate. It's Sheev, bro. Yoda is hesitant to believe this, stating that the dark side is capable of creating fear and mistrust. Uh, He and Windu agree that they should nevertheless closely monitor the Senate, which they do. Meanwhile, Chancellor Chad Palpatine and a number of senators, including Bail Organa, oversee the launch of a massive clone trooper forces. Bail Organa's the only good guy in that, like, little crew. And then back on Naboo... Anakin, goodest. Anakin uh, with a new mechanical arm and Padme hold a secret wedding with C-3PO and R2-D2 as the only witnesses. Also the the person who, what is it called? Who officiated Anakin, the offi- wedding. Yeah, the officiator. Yeah, who, Anakin uh, probably sh- killed him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now you can't tell anybody. <laughs> and the women and children too. <laughs> and the old man who officiated my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was an old woman, but it could have been an old man. The old. The old. Just the old. That's it. (sighs) So that is the end of Clone Wars. Do you want to talk about anything real quick before we jump to our closing arguments with the last two little bits? Definitely definitely not the worst movie. No, exactly. Definitely not the worst. It has some slow parts that kind of, I feel, um, because of the way that The Phantom Menace was received, it's like, you can't help but see these slow moments and not think of The Phantom Menace. You're like, uh... It's just it's like just more of the slow, sand. dragging garbage. Mm-hmm. But then when it actually is like having action and being cool, the the scenes are cool. Like I get people are, have a problem with some of the CG because you can tell they're in front of a green screen a lot of the time. But yeah. it's like again, it's just a product of the time. 
they weren't really 100% up to snuff on it yet and who was doing it to that scale so yeah, exactly nobody. Uh, I, I appreciate this movie a lot for what it did I think maybe in some places they went a little bit too far killing the women and the children too but um, yeah. overall I think it's a really good movie and uh, I liked it a lot how about you yeah, I just uh, went on Letterboxd to move up my ranking of Attack of the Clones above Phantom Menace, Last Jedi, and even the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, but I might flip-flop those just because I like the comedy aspects, but I'm still debating. But it's still going to be in my top ten. Like, mm-hmm. I moved Phantom Menace above Last Jedi because I want to rewatch Last Jedi and really see if like I don't like it. So we'll It's see. really not good. But it's also really not that bad. They have really cool scenes in that. So, you know fingers crossed on that whole situation your fake news yeah thank you (laughs) (laughs) thank you i love being fake news you're a sith lord i am in disguise darth jar jar no darth jar jar will never be canon (laughs) (laughs) until we see the kenobi show where he's actually misa evil sith okay misa the dark lord of the sith (laughs) shit Oh shit. Shit, I fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew it. Alright. Anything else you gotta say before I get wrapped up? Uh no. Uh everyone should go watch Attack of the Clones. Yeah, next week we will be covering Revenge of the Sith, closing out the prequel trilogy, and then after that we're not starting the sequel trilogy yet, because in between episode three and episode seven we got the Clone Wars special, which was its own theatrical release, theatrically released movie. We'll talk about that, where we introduced Ahsoka and Baby Jabba that never gets brought up ever again. And a bunch of other fun little bits. Uh, I've seen it once in theaters when I was a kid. Never seen it again. We didn't, we didn't even rewatch it when we did the... Um, the no, movie you, marathon because we were just watching the main uh, the main entries and also I kind of totally forgot about it so <laughs> I can't wait to check it out next week and it's only like an hour long so it's going to be like a quick it's short... like an hour and a half yeah it's not it's, two it's hours it's a good so... amount of time no. yeah. so I'm excited to watch it but other than that guys this has been the Farthest Galaxy of Star Wars podcast you can follow the podcast at Farthest Galaxy on Instagram to keep up to date with the episodes as they release and what we will be covering in the future you can follow me, Hunter, at Scruffy Moose Man, and you can follow Alex at the Dude Kenobi on the social medias. Thank you guys so much. Like, comment, subscribe, whatever you gotta do to do the do on your podcasting platforms to get us up in those numbers. And uh, we will see you guys next week with Revenge of the Sith. Thank you yeah, guys. Man, oh, very exciting. May the force be with you. And also with you.